This episode of the Astro Powder Podcast is brought to you by Gama. Gama powder coating systems offer you greater efficiencies while producing high quality results. We provide the very best in powder delivery, application technology, and connectivity for smarter factory automation. With Gama, you get maximum performance and repeatability whether you are on the shop floor or away from it. For a demonstration, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with Gama. Hello, all you powder coating fans, and welcome to episode 41 of the Astro Powder Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Powder, a.k.a. Kevin Biller, and with me, as always, is my esteemed colleague, sidekick, Nathan. He's not only Columbus, Ohio's thought leader in powder coating technology, he's also a very accomplished salt fog cabinet installation expert. <laughs> He's also ChemQuest Powder Coating Research's formulator dude. Hey, we're broadcasting from the ChemQuest Powder Coating Research Studios in Columbus, Ohio. The purpose of the Astro Powder Podcast is to bring the latest news and technical know-how to the global powder coating community. So let's get it rolling. But before we do, I'd like to give a shout out. Shout out to Dominika Shezor-Jadaka, and I apologize for mispronouncing your name. Shout out to her and the amazing team of academic researchers at Szczev University of Technology, which is located in Poland. This esteemed group is led by Dr. Barbara Pilch-Patera, and they've done some really cool powder coating technology over the years. Dominica is a PhD student and a researcher in Dr. Pilch Patera's group, and she's recently published a paper in Materials Journal, which is entitled Hydrophobic UV Curable Powder Clear Coatings, colon, Study on the Synthesis of New Crosslinking Agents Based on Raw Materials Derived from Renewable Sources. Boy, that's a lot of technology in a, in a title of a, um, of a paper uh, that was published. She's also published some other fine powder coating research work in Progress in Organic Coatings, that journal. And uh, the topics include UV curable powder coatings and also novel blocking agents for urethane cure powder coatings. Uh, in addition... She has a great YouTube video that shows her work in their really pretty impressive laboratory. We'll uh, give you a link in our post, but uh, yeah, it's well worth uh, checking that one out. It's very well done. I've always uh, been impressed when I see the next generation of imaginative technologists working to innovate powder coating technology. So congrats to Dominica. 
and also to the leader of that group, Dr. Pilch Patera, and the whole Zhezhov University research team. Good job. So next is our guess what section. Guess what? All right, IPCM reports that PPG and Virocron pH series anti-graffiti powder coatings were presented at Paint Expo 2022. Uh, PPG has developed a new solution specifically designed to completely remove graffiti without damaging the underlying surface. It's also able to res- resist the harshest cleaners and chemicals. Uh, this is you know, based on urethane technology, but they're not using a traditional blocking agent. Maybe they got something from a Polish research team. Could be. <laughs> but, yeah, they say the coating doesn't include carcinogens, mutagenic, or toxic to reproduction substances. It's easy to clean, graffiti-resistant, and provides good impact strength, elasticity, and yellowing sta- stability. Hmm. That sounds good. Yeah. I, I wonder really what the size of that market is, but... Uh... Yeah, if you formulate a urethane powder coating properly, it's going to give you some pretty extraordinary chemical resistance, including anti-graffiti um, be, uh, performance. All right, and products finishing reports that Axo Nobel launched a microsite to support powder coatings. Uh, specifically, the Axo Nobel launched a microsite and resource center for customers and specifiers of functional powder coatings to guide them through the selection process and learn how they, they call them resicote, but how they can support transformational change in scenarios where protection defines success. You can tell a te- technical person didn't write that. Uh, protection defines success. I think that's a, somebody with a marketing degree. <laughs> But users can learn how different Resico products can address very specific needs such as the inside and outside of pipelines to protect the integrity of drinking water or to insulate electrical systems on the latest generation of electrical vehicles. Basically, functional powder coatings, we're talking about epoxy-based coatings that can be used to protect against extreme hot and cold, excessive pressure, and they're used in oil, gas, petrochemical, all kinds of pipeline yeah, where they need uh, extra chemical and corrosion resistance. The other thing, you know, you mentioned epoxies, but, uh, you know, there are also a, a handful of thermoplastic powder coatings that can be considered functional and give performance in these kinds of, uh, you know, extreme um, environments and applications. And here's one from Coatings World. Uh, BIC, or BYK, or book. Book. <laughs> I call them BIC. They launched a new PTFE-free line of wax additives. You know, classically, PTFE-based wax additives have all kinds of great properties, including uh, scratch and abrasion resistance. But recently, PTFEs come under fire. And on a global level, people are trying to use less, trying to use less of it. And so, yeah, BIC came out with this line of PTFE-free wax additives that are not only safe to apply, but also ensure outstanding application results. Yes, good stuff. And that's uh, certainly a trend in the industry, you know, for for additives, 
for you know whatever technology, including powder coating, but the uh, fluorinated additives um, kind of a toxicity bullseye on them because of um, trace levels of PFAS and PFOs, I guess. Anyway, good for Bick. It's good stuff. So now it's time for our question and answer section. Do you have a question? Ask Joe Powder. Well, you can ask him. Ask Joe Powder. He has the answer. Then over the answer. Powder coding. It's the Ask Joe Powder podcast. All right. Our first one comes from Richard in Texas. He says, hi, Joe. My name's Richard. I'm a mechanical engineer. I just read your 2017 article from Powder Coated Tough website on technology interchange choosing an outdoor durable powder coating. I found your article very informative, and I feel like I have a better understanding on the subject. We design and manufacture irrigation equipment, which includes metal chassis and pedestals that get powder coated for the outdoor environment. It's sold all over the world. We have multiple sheet metal vendors who use different powder coaters. We recently discovered different powder coaters don't all use the same chemistry. Some use a polyurethane-based chemistry. Others use a polyester HAA-based chemistry. From your article, it looks like you called it the industrial and high-performance chemistries are what we're looking for in our product for UV durability resistance. My question is, is the UV resistance and powder coating based solely on the polyester HAA or polyurethane or is an additional UV inhibitor added to the chemistry? I'm trying to determine how to best call out UV resistance for the powder coating in my drawings. Appreciate your help and look forward to hearing from you. Okay, Richard. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, your question. And it, it, it's interesting. I mean, if you take a couple steps back, that you've had components powder coated at your, you know, your your contracted coders. And they use different chemistries. Apparently, they weren't told which chemistries to use, right. which uh, I think what you're getting at here, Richard, is you need to specify. And, and my goodness, this is so important in the performance of any type of material, in particular powder coatings, is to have a specification so you can guide your contractors to do the right work. So. Uh, anyway, thanks for reading my article, and I'm, I'm glad that it helped you with your understanding. UV durability is mainly influenced by the primary resin in the powder coating formulation. You mentioned polyester HAA and polyurethane chemistries. Both of these rely on a polyester polymer as the main binder component. Now, the polymer or the polyester polymer in either one of these chemistries it can be kind of a standard industrial grade, you know, outdoor grade, which is going to give you one to two years durability in an environment like Florida. But there's also uh, what the industry calls a super durable grade, which can give about five years durability in, in a Florida type environment. What I would recommend is that you specify the super durable grade a better way to describe that is to require a 2604 grade powder coating. That's the AMA, A-A-M-A um, specification, 2604, uh, and that's used in the United States. This specification requires five years Florida durability. 
uh, and I can send you a, a copy of the specification. Now, as far as formulators using special additives to enhance UV durability, basically what we recommend to all formulators, use only UV durable components or raw materials in the powder coating formula. Uh, don't incorporate any weak links or bad actors uh, in the formula, which you know sometimes people aren't paying enough attention. So I guess my point is special UV additives to improve durability is really not necessary, and that's, that's kind of a Band-Aid approach. Um, what you really want your powder coating supplier to provide is something that meets the specification. So keep that in mind. So, Richard, I hope this helps, and please let me know if you have any follow-up questions. Kind regards, Joe. All right, our next question comes from Ron Jaworski in Wisconsin. Ron says, Dear Joe, I want to color the heads of stainless steel 18 by 8 screws, as well as nuts, white, and have them last in an exterior environment. Can you recommend a process or resin or stain? Thanks. Okay, Ron. Yeah, you, you can powder coat um, the heads of screws. And, you know, stainless steel, you got to be a little careful because preparation of the stainless steel is going to ensure that you get good adhesion. Oh, it's difficult to get adhesion to. Correct. So let me give you some, some guidelines. First of all, be careful not to coat the threads. Threads are critical as far as, a, you know, from a dimensional standpoint. And uh, powder coating, I'm just going to throw things off. So you're going to need some kind of masking scheme or alternately you can have a process where you, you know, some compressed air can blow off excess powder and, and, and get the, the threads clean before the screws are uh, introduced to the oven. And like I said, roughen up the surfaces to be coated. What I would recommend here is uh, a type of medium media blasting, possibly like with a aluminum oxide or aluminum oxide uh, media, that, that should work just fine. Also, ensure that the surfaces are af absolutely clean before applying the powder. You might want to have some type of, you know, solvent cleaning technique. Acetone's really good Acetone. to remove oil or dirt, although you can use uh, alcohol products as well. Since you're operating in the United States, you can use a polyester TGIC powder for exterior durability. You can apply about a mil and a half to two mils of coating, which is about 40 to 50 microns. Any more than that, you may fill in the, the, the contours of the screw head, and too little, you may not have complete coverage. The other thing that's vitally important to make this whole thing work is make sure the powder is completely cured. So follow the guidelines that your powder supplier recommends in their product data sheet. Make sure that the, um, the screw heads see at least the amount of time at temperature that's referenced in that data sheet. I hope this helps. Good luck with your project. And now it's time for a word from our sponsors.
Gamma's Optiflex Pro Manual Gun uses power boost technology, which gives you the industry's highest charging power at 110,000 volts and 110 microamps, allowing for faster and more efficient powder coating. We're handing you more power, more quality, and more control. For a demonstration, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with GAMA. The Powder Coating Research Group is now part of the ChemQuest Group, proud sponsor of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. ChemQuest Powder Coating Research is the only independent laboratory dedicated to powder coating technology. We do everything from evaluating raw materials, formulating the next generation of coating, developing new products, consulting, testing, troubleshooting, and training. Our parent company, ChemQuest, provides expert business strategy and advisory services in all aspects of the specialty chemicals value chain, including expertise in both liquid and powder coating. To find out more, visit our website at powdercoatingresearch.com or ChemQuest's website at www.chemquest.com. You can email Kevin Biller at kbiller at chemquest.com. Thanks for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. The ChemQuest Group is the parent company of CQPCR and provides strategic consulting to companies throughout the specialty chemicals value chain, including advisory services on business strategy, market research, mergers, acquisitions, or divestitures, manufacturing excellence, and formulation, application development, and benchmarking for liquid coatings and adhesives through our sister facility, the ChemQuest Technology Institute. Please contact Edie Fox Abrams, Vice President of Business Development at info at chemquest.com. All right, we're back. Uh, Long-time listeners of the podcast probably remember Allison from Boise, Idaho. She's got another question for Joe here. She says, another request on information for a possible podcast. Do you have any info on applying thermosetting powder coating over thermoplastic powder? How and why it works? Does it need to be preheated? How long? Is it the same bake time? Thanks for any info you can provide. Appreciate it, and I'll share it with my peer group as it came up as a question and I'm unable to find the info. But I've heard that it is a great process. Thank you, Allison in Boise. Okay. Well, hello again, Allison. This is a tricky question indeed because there's a number of variables and possibilities. I'm going to give you kind of a, a general explanation of what to look for. Uh, and like I said, it's general. Probably the most important thing is to test it out yourself with the specifics that you're considering using. But let's kind of break it down. Thermoplastic powder coatings are represented by a broad spectrum of materials. Like For instance, they can be based on vinyl or PVC. They can be based on polyolefins like polyethylene or polypropylene, uh, nylon materials, which uh, you know, based on polyamide chemistry, 
And there's copolymer alloys, which are kind of blends of, of some of these things. And as you probably know, thermoplastic powder coatings are typically applied either with a fluidized bed dip, the preheated part, followed by uh, dipping into this fluidized bed and then a post-fusion uh, uh, bake afterwards. Uh, alternately, they can be electrostatically sprayed and then baked. What differentiates thermoplastics from thermosets is that they do not experience the irreversible chemical reaction that you typically see with thermosets during the bake cycle. So practically speaking, this means thermoplastics will re-soften and eventually melt at elevated temperatures, whereas thermosets maintain their hardness and rigidity at elevated temperatures. And I'm talking about within reason. I mean, super high temperatures are going to cause degradation, but I don't think we're talking about that here. So if you think about it, if you apply a thermoset onto a thermoplastic powder, the thermoset's going to melt and harden. However, the thermoplastic will simultaneously soften, and depending on the, the melt temperature and type of uh, thermoplastic, the thermoplastic may actually start to melt and move. On the other hand, the thermosetting powder, it's going to shrink as it hardens, and it may actually wrinkle um, due to the mobility of the underlying thermoplastic powder. Uh, I would think that you want to avoid getting wrinkles uh, in, in the, your, your final top coat. Well, and that's, um, it's actually more common, I think, to see a thermoplastic over a thermoset. That's a scheme that they use in the um, functional pipeline coatings where they're doing multiple coats. You put the thermoset on the base, the thermoplastic on the top, and the thermoset's not going to move around, but you get a nice protective coating on the... Uh, You're absolutely right, and, and as a matter of fact, certain thermoplastics work better when there's a primer, and what better primer would be, you know, than a, a, a thermosetting powder. So, absolutely, you know, looking at it in, in that order of application makes a lot of sense. But, you know, kind of look at what types of behavior you can expect out of thermoplastic powders. The PVC ones, they typically melt around 130 to 150 degrees Celsius. The polyethylene, in particular, high-density polyethylene, um, it, it melts uh, and softens between 125 and 135 degrees C. Um, polyester thermoplastics, uh, they have a higher melt point, kind of in the range of 160 to 170 degrees C. And the polyamide, pretty common material, you know, nylon-based, melt points between, like, say, about 170 to 180 degrees Celsius. Now, most thermosets cross-link, you know, it means they chemically react between 160 and 200 degrees C. So curing a thermoset powder over a softening thermoplastic will probably cause these wrinkling defects, I would predict. That said, before you endeavor anything or before you draw any conclusions, I would do a test on a piece of scrap metal or, or you know, scrap parts or a test panel and, and just check it out for yourself. There might be some interesting things that you find out. Um, uh, we in our laboratory, that's what we do. We 
we try things out and we see what happens. See what happens. So anyway, I hope this helps and keep those questions coming, Allison. And take care. Best regards, Joe Powder. Okay, it's time for upcoming events. Hey, friends, where are we going? To an upcoming event. All right. Uh, coming up in June, the 21st through 23rd, 2022, Opera Fati finally happening. Yeah. Sao Paulo, Brazil. That one's been pushed back a few times. But 17th edition. It's, it's a big show, so... Be there or be a jerk. Then the 8th and 9th of September 2022, the Powder Coating Summit, which is going to be co-located with Coatings, Trends, and Technologies in Lombard, Illinois. We'll be there. You know, we're, we have some uh, behind-the-scenes involvement with that show. So if you want to come and say hi to Joe Powder or Nick – you know, be there. Well, you know, the other thing, um, we've pretty much um, solidified the agenda, uh, the list of speakers for the this PC Summit, the 2022 PC Summit. And the prevailing theme, I mean, we're, we're going to have a lot of things covered, but prevailing uh, focus is going to be on low temperature cure and, you know, approaches and, and emerging chemistry, technology, and, and, and powder behavior. We've got some top-notch industry expert speakers that are going to talk about different components of that. Well, and it makes sense because that's where all the new stuff is. There's constantly new developments with the raw materials, even the ovens, the application equipment. Like It's just low temperature, low temperature. Everybody's uh, – coming up with new stuff and that's what we try to do at the summit is show you know what's going on in the industry and new developments yeah and the keynote speaker is actually a world-renowned industry expert robert duan and he's going to talk about you know expanding the universe for low temperature cure powder coatings it's it, I'm, I'm really excited about you know the speakers we have for this one all right and then the following week in Jakarta, Indonesia, the Asia Pacific Coating Show is taking place. Uh, you know, if you happen to be in the neighborhood, swing by and go to the coating show. Yeah, that one's in Jakarta. I was slated to speak at the um, North African Coatings Congress, which was going to be held in October 2022. And uh, about a week ago, received word they're canceling that event. No, and it's not because of a pandemic. It's just because I think the event is a little too small to cover the costs of having it. It was scheduled to be in Casablanca. I was really looking forward to a trip to Casablanca. As a matter of fact, I didn't cancel my airline tickets. I'm going anyway. <laughs> All right. If you'd like to find the print version of the Astro Powder column, you can find it in. IPCM, which is International Paint and Coatings Magazine, which uh, is published by our good friends in Italy and distributed it throughout the world. It's also in PPCJ, it's a coatings journal, which is published out of the United Kingdom and uh, distributed throughout Europe and uh, Middle East. It's also, you can find it in the Paint and Coatings Industry, PCI Magazine, 
on their website and in their digital copy of the magazine. Right. You can find us online at askjoepowder.com. If you want to be the first to know when an episode comes out, subscribe on wherever you find your podcasts. We have a YouTube channel where we've been putting all the episodes. Uh, subscribe there if you want to see. We, we sometimes post video of our interview episodes and uh, any time that Nick releases a new music video, it'll drop there first. Uh, on Twitter, a.k.a. Joe Powder. If you want to ask Joe a question, the email address is askjoepowder at yahoo.com or you can call and leave a message at country code one four seven eight two ask Joe. That's one four seven eight two two seven five five six three. This has been a production of ChemQuest Powder Coating Research. Our original music, editing, sound design, even without headphones, is done by Nick Page. All glory to the hypnotoad. And keep your powder dry, my friends. Thank you for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Gama. You have a lot going on every single workday with many things requiring your attention. But you shouldn't have to worry about the efficiency and productivity of your powder coating shop. Gama automated powder coating systems offer you greater efficiencies while producing consistent, high-quality results. We provide the very best in powder delivery, application technology, connectivity for smarter factory automation, and comprehensive powder management solutions. To learn more, visit completeitwithgama.com. To speak with a representative or schedule a demonstration, call 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. Synchronize it, change it, integrate it, automate it. Now is the time to complete it with Gama. Hey, we're broadcasting from the powder coating. You need to fix this. We changed our name. No, I don't think there was anything that was we, that we could actually publish. Um, I think it was all, all going to be a series of bleeps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have to edit out. I, I, our, our outtakes are going to be yeah. censored. Nick, leave out the <laughs> portion of the uh, of the banter. I do another take. Maybe. <laughs> I've been scandalized. <laughs> Leanne, let's try that again. Take uh, it from. Let's, let's keep it on book uh, for this one. Okay. You can improvise the next one. Do we have beer in the fridge? Um, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I wasn't on beer duty last time. Is there gas in the car? Yes, there's gas in the car. Is there <clears throat> beer in the fridge? Yes, there's beer in the fridge. Which song is that from? Down the hall on the who we are. Love that song. Which one? Hey, Charlie. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. Those guys were good back then. Then people realized Donald Fagan was just a grumpy old man. And then you listen to his lyrics and you're going like, yeah, he he was always grumpy. Like, always kind of complaining. <laughs>